Well, it's been a big week in the Ubser office this week. You know, Richard returned from his holiday break over in Hawaii, and on Monday we celebrated Kim's birthday. We had our It's All About Culture online boarding conference, we had our virtual duty of care book one workshop, our heads of boarding virtual catch-up, two webinars with topics including creating successful transitions in boarding school, and It's All About All Gender Dorms. We had the second session of the Creating a Safe Cultural Environment for Indigenous Boarding Students Certificate course. Uh, We had a board meeting and we had our Queensland Principals Lunch. This week on the podcast, I spoke with Head of Girls Boarding from Columba Catholic Catholic College in Charters Towers, Michelle Burns. I love chatting with Michelle and hearing how she went to Columba as a student and is now working back there. Uh, In between, Michelle worked in pharmacy and succumbed into boarding and has never left. Uh, We discussed her time stepping into the head of girls boarding role after only just starting out in boarding. We spoke about the head of boarding role and if it was what Michelle expected it to be. Uh, Michelle has a really strong passion for transition programs, particularly Year 7 and also the Indigenous program, um, which was really, really awesome to listen to. We discussed mentors, how boarding's changed over the years, the future of boarding, and what that might look like. Uh, I love Michelle's five attributes for anyone working in boarding, uh, and a great story about the staff going on strike. So a huge thank you to you, Michelle, uh, and I hope everyone enjoys this week's episode. Welcome and welcome. We're about to launch into the ABSA podcast series called On Duty. Thank you for joining. Here we go. So welcome back, everyone, to the ABSA podcast series called On Duty. Today, speaking with our very special guest, we have Head of Girls Boarding from Columba Catholic College up in Charters Towers, Michelle Burns. Michelle, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure, Jared. So, Michelle, we'll get straight into things. And for those people that may not know too much about you, uh, we'd love to hear a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up? So I actually grew up um, born in Cloncurry, um, and then most of my childhood has been in Charters Towers. So um, I've moved away. I actually went to Columba from grade three onwards. So I am quite familiar with the school, and, um, yeah, I'm happy to be back working, you know, in, in a boarding component. Yeah. Um, did you enjoy your time at Columba? I did enjoy it. Um, it was very different back there. Um, predominantly, there were boarders and not, you know, day students. So, for example, in my class, there would have been 90 students and probably 12 of those were day students. So you can see how the times have changed now um, where, you know, it's quite yeah. the opposite now. Nine, so 90 students and 12 of them were only 12 were day students. That's right. So we got to know the boarders quite well, and obviously they became, you know, our friends, and and we spent a lot of time with them. So, yeah. you know, I got to know how, you know, they they were too. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you always know what you wanted to do when you were going to finish school? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, so I started a um, office um, traineeship first, and then I worked for my um, auntie as a, an assistant manager at a 10-pin bowling alley. From there, I was um, assistant manager at a, um, a service station. And then I went into pharmacy, worked in a pharmacy for 16 years. Wow. And then I decided I needed a change. So I went into teacher aiding. And then I somehow got succumbed into boarding. <laughs> so I tried that. And then I thought, wow, this is a really different thing. And it was almost 
felt like it was my calling. So I spent more and more hours in boarding and then um, an opportunity came up and I actually jumped on board boarding full time. Yeah, good on so you. We'll, um, we'll unpack sort of your, your journey at Columbra um, in a moment. Um, yeah. It's funny to hear you talk about you got succumbed into, into boarding because everyone <laughs> I speak to on the podcast always has some form of unique story as to how they ended up in boarding. Is there a – was yours just a simple tap on the shoulder or how did that come about? Um, definitely. Someone, um, you know, the head of um, boarding, deputy principal, said, would you like to fill in? <laughs> and it's one of those jobs that you actually really don't know until you try it. Mm. So I actually tried it and thought, yeah, this is really interesting. And I had teenage daughters of my own, so I could actually relate to them. Yeah, yeah cool. And then um, it was a huge step to say, okay, I'm going to go into boarding full-time because I love the teacher rating because um, I was with the preps. So going from preps to teenagers was huge contrast. <laughs> um, and then I just eventually did more and more hours and full-time into boarding. And then an opportunity came up um, for a head of girls' boarding and I just thought, well, well, I could really do a lot in this space. So I... Yeah, I jumped at an opportunity. Yeah, good on you. You um, and correct, please correct me if I'm wrong here, but your journey is quite a unique one in, in the boarding sense because you started out as that house parent, um, and then by term four in that same year, you were in the role of head of girls boarding. Um, yes, I'm. I'm probably a little bit career driven. Yeah. Um, when I see things that need to be done, like policies, procedures. Um, and I guess we were just starting with ABSA too, so there was a real whole journey to, you know, follow with the duty of care thing, and I guess I really um, I was took that on board, yeah. and I could see that there's so much to do, and I really just wanted to step in and do that. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah. Did you ever think, you know, being in your first year, oh, God, I'm in the deep end here, or you just found your feet in that first year? I found my feet in that first year um, and I started doing a little bit of study like certificates and all that sort of things yeah. and then I did a duty of care which you know it I guess when you do that it makes you realize that all the other boarding schools are similar to yours mm -hmm. and you're actually dealing with the same thing so when you're doing that together and networking you you can understand the role a lot better mm -hmm. 2017 and 2018 then come around, Michelle, and you were the head of boarding um, at, at Columba, um, and this was predominantly to bring consistency across both campuses for boys and girls. How did you find that role? Um, so it was a challenge. Um, we, the girls and boys, we um, were on separate campuses, so we actually wanted to bring consistency. So I took that role on. I found it challenging um, in the sense that um, our nurse left at the same time. So actually trying to do girls boarding and boys boarding on different campuses and during the day doing the nurse thing, I guess it started to be, you know, um, quite a huge role really. Mm -hmm. um, but I think we set out to do what we wanted to do. Yeah. We um, brought girls and boys boarding into alignment we were doing the similar things. We were, um, dinner was the same. Study was the same. So, we, And we were also, um, girls and boys were doing activities together. So we actually brought it back like united front, I suppose. Yeah. 
So, yeah. Can you share what it was like, I guess, before you were into the, in that role? I spent a lot of my time, um, my first Christmas holidays, I spent creating a staff handbook. So in that, I did all policies, procedures, and how we would do things, all our routines. So that was my first thing that I, um, I set out to do. Yeah. Just so basically staff are all on the same page. And I think that's really important that, you know, we're all on the same page so we can all, um, you know, it, it doesn't become confusing for the kids with what we're doing. So once that was done, then we could actually put that into boys boarding yeah. for the boarding staff. So then we all became, you know, one big team, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So the end of 2018 comes around and, um, and Columbus saw a, a numbers increase, which is fantastic. Um, so you moved back to the head of girls boarding role, um, which is what the role that you're obviously still in now. How are you finding it now, having been head of boarding and now back to the head of girls boarding? I, I find it really good. Um, I can concentrate on one area knowing but also knowing the other area so I've got more of an um, idea of how the boys operate too because boys are very visual girls are you know uh, and they're probably a little bit more organized you know yeah. um, so coming back into that role just gave me a different insight to you know how boys and girls operated Mm. Um, and I could concentrate more on what the girls needed. I just mentioned the word back there. It's not, it's not back at all. It's, it's more so to the side, I should have said. Uh, so, Michelle, so looking back, um, is the head of, board, head of boarding, head of girls boarding role what you expected it to be? Um, yes. Yes, it is. Um, I knew what, what it entailed, and, and in my head I knew how it was going to um, pan out. So I think working with the deputy principal of, you know, residential and pastoral, we um, had a good um, program of what we wanted to do and how we were working with staff yeah. and how we wanted to, um, you know, bring it all together. Yeah. What do you still find challenging about the role? What I find challenging about the role, um, to be honest, Probably in the last three years, the generation has changed. Mm -hmm. So it's actually keeping up with the generation changes and, and one of them might be, you know, the increase in mental health and bringing back, you know, bringing back things like this is the simple things in life, like, you know, etiquette, manners, just those generalised things, you know, that um, probably aren't there a lot. Um, more so because you know a lot of parents work both work. Michelle, I know you're um you you have a strong passion for transition, particularly Year Seven and Indigenous. Can you talk to me about this? Where where does that passion come from? I love to see the girls strive, um, and you know I love when they come in Year Seven and they graduate in Year Twelve. Like for me, that's just like a huge achievement. Um, and it's like a proud moment, I suppose. Yeah. And so when they come in in Year 7, we meet them where they're at. And, in, you know, some might be quite good at doing their laundry, being organised, whereas some might come in and, you know, they may not be, you know, so good at that. So we love to meet them where they're at. We love to build that relationship with them and help them 
um, pretty much help them transition into boarding mm. um, because that can be challenging for them. You know, it's a whole new home. Some of them um, come from, you know, a little tiny classroom um, or a little community and then next thing they're into this big um, fish pond, you know, and yeah. just helping them to survive and transition to that is really important because I think that sets them up, you know, to achieve and to actually survive in, in a boarding environment. Mm, mm, most definitely. You're also a big believer of professional learning and development. Um, where, where does that passion come from, Michelle? I like to um, build my knowledge as much as I can. Um, the, I started doing, um, like, the duty of care, I guess, um, was a really good start, and it sort of cemented a lot of things for me. And then when I attended Taking the Reins, um, I realised it was like early in my role, and I actually realised that one um, other schools are similar to ours. So it's not like just because we're in Charters Towers, we're just um, a little country town, but we're actually um, dealing with similar things that you know, like Brisbane schools are doing. Yeah. So. For me, just networking and um, building those relationships with other heads of boarding, yeah. um, and I just wanted to keep, you know, building my knowledge of boarding. Is there any particular um, professional learning that you've done over over recent years that just really stood out for you? Um, that you thought, "Gee, I've really learned a lot here. I really enjoyed this." I did my um, cert four in community services with, in residential care. Yep. And then I went on to do the Diploma of Youth Work, and yeah, that was yeah. through um, Boarding Australia. Yep. So working with Steve and Jenny Florison, there's so much information and um, that was given to us to actually help work with um, our students, especially in, um, you know, trauma and youth work and just helping those kids on a day-to-day basis mm. to, one, reach their goals. And if they're not on the right track, how to actually get them on the right track. Mm. Um, so those two certificates, I just felt so valuable. Mm, yeah, fantastic. A question that I always ask on the podcast is around mentors. Have you had many mentors throughout your career so far, Michelle? Um, I guess my biggest mentor was um, Dan Kyle, you know, in the Deputy Principal Pastoral Residential at Columba. Um, probably my biggest mentor. And then I guess I'd have to really say ABSA, and I'm not just saying that, but I do follow what you guys do. I, I listen to webinars, podcasts, because I just feel that every little thing that I do and listen to, I can pick up a little bit more. Yeah. So I like to build my own capacity Yeah, good on you. Um, in that way. Yeah. Two questions I always ask on the podcast, and the first one is, what major changes have you seen to the boarding industry over the years? I guess change in how um, probably more relaxed. So when I first started, everything was so, you know, I guess a little bit strict, like study was strict, um, routines were strict, and now we're probably more into the um, space where things are a little bit more relaxed. It's more of a home environment. Um, even this term we've actually gone into, the girls have breakfast in um in um, like in our boarding house now, so they don't actually get bussed over to the big campus for breakfast. Oh, wow. So awesome. just having that, 
homely thing. And I'd have to say also the increase in mental health and um, I guess the accountability of their well-being as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second question, and in a way it's the, the flip side to that question, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the future of boarding. I think we just need, I think we'll probably just keep going and improving that space of, you know, um, in the wellbeing space, really, um, building their life skills, um, how we can assist them in, in, I guess, a whole holistic approach, you know, probably the, you know, physical, mental, emotional, social, intellectual and spiritual. I think we'll be, you know, spending more time how we can actually, um, you know, support them in all those areas. Mm-hmm. We'll keep moving on to our next segment, which is called Fast Five. So five questions. Some are boarding-related and some aren't boarding-related, okay? Okay, yep. All right, here we go. Question one, what do you love to do in your time off away from the school? Mm. I love love gardening. I love doing craft, and I love hanging out with my family. We've got a jet ski, so I love going out and just spending time out on the water. Beautiful. Very nice. Yeah. How often would you get out? Well, to be honest, not often. <laughs> <laughs> not often enough, eh? No. Uh, question two, your favourite food? I would have to say a good steak and chocolate. Great we all choices. need chocolate in our life. Great choices. Yeah. Uh, question three, your favourite boarding conference that you've attended? Um, look, they all are great, I guess. <laughs> The first one for me was taking the reins because yeah. of, you know, just that initial knowledge. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the Melbourne one too, probably yeah. because of the location. <laughs> <laughs> but it was awesome, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Question four, your favourite holiday destination? Look, I really love ancient history. So I would have to say Athens, Greece and Paris. Yeah. Um, I just love all that, you know, culture and the old buildings and structures and all that sort of thing. Yeah, awesome. How good that we're able to travel again, eh? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and question five, lucky last, one thing you wish you knew before you took over as head of boarding? Oh, that's a really hard one because I really didn't, you know, if you say we do 48 hours, we don't. <laughs> um, I really don't know. I guess um, knowing that you're only having for a short time, and it's like losing a child, like they come and they go and you have to be okay with that, mm. you know. Um, you wa- you actually watch them grow up, you know, during those hard teenage years and you just think, wow, we got them to that great, you know, age and then they leave us. <laughs> so I guess, you know, knowing that what we're doing is for a great cause but at the end they're, they're going to go off in the big wide world and live mm. their life. So, you know, I guess for me that's hard to... Yeah, absolutely. Most certainly. We now move on to our story time, Michelle. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here, but I'm hoping throughout your time in boarding, uh, you might have a story or two that just really resonates with you. It could be a funny story, a serious story. Uh, It might be taking the mickey out of someone or yourself. It might be a heartfelt story. Do you have a story that just really sticks with you from your time in boarding so far? One of the things that we did one day, you know, the year 12s always whinge and whinge and we do so much for them, which I don't think they realise. And one day we, towards the end of the term before they left, we decided, right, we're going to go on strike. 
So all the staff went on strike. We just sat in the central part of the boarding house and then we made them the supervisors. <laughs> so but they had to be our supervisors. So when a junior came to us, it's like, well, go talk to your supervisor. So we did this for, you know, from about three o'clock right through to the end. But obviously we were watching what that what was happening. And by the end of it, they were exhausted and they're like, oh, our legs are sore. And, and it was just a reality check for them. And, you know, they were so tired and we were, well, we just thought it was funny the whole time, actually, because we just kept saying, go to talk to supervisors. <laughs> you know, so they really saw the other side before yeah. they actually left the building. So it was a really interesting. I bet it would have been. Hopefully, hopefully nothing, nothing serious happened and they didn't have to make any decisions. <laughs> Well, they did, but we were there, do you know what I mean? Like we never let them go solo, solo, but we were actually there to support them and what they were doing. But (laughs) I love the idea. That's fantastic. Uh, Michelle, to finish the podcast, what do you think are the top five attributes a person working in boarding needs to have? There's so many, Jared, but I would say a positive attitude, um, to have empathy and compassion, Flexibility, we always need to be flexible because it doesn't matter. You might have a a great plan for what's happening for that day, but as soon as they walk through that door, that will change in an instant. So just to be flexible. Um, Good communication skills, Um, just so, you know, if the kids know what you're doing, they're okay with everything, you know, they can manage that. And the last one I'd say, the ability to make decisions, Mm. you know, you're just making decisions all the time um, because I'll just come to you with questions and you just need to be, you know, on the ball. So mm. I would say those, to be honest. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. Five uh, extremely crucial attributes, Michelle. And that wraps up our podcast today. And I just wanted to thank you so much for your time in recording the episode. Um, I love listening to, to your journey and, and, and the way you've gone through Columba College. It's been fantastic to hear. Um, and you're doing a wonderful job out there. Um, it's so good to see, to hear about the consistency um, and things like that that are now all on the same page. So thank you so much for your time in recording, Michelle. Okay, thank you, um, Jared, and thank you to ABSA for everything too. To all the listeners, thanks for joining this week. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on duty on the ABSA website, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of On Duty. We hope you enjoyed it. See you next week.